G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, June 3. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual is Jackpot Joel Marshall. Carl has uh, been called to uh, some other urgent business. I'm hoping he'll uh, send through a lazy lobster for us later on. But Joel, it's Queensland Oaks Day and a bit of controversy in the main event as we record. Yeah, just in the last uh, sort of half hour or so, around around about sort of one one thirty uh, Thursday afternoon, Fireburn has come out. So the favourite, uh, the last start winner of the Roses. Um, apparently, the uh, Queensland vet's not hundred percent happy, so uh, she has been withdrawn, which uh, is obviously a big uh, big frustration for all concerned, and obviously a big loss for the race because um, you know there's. As as with a lot of these Oaks races, there's a, a decent tail, and you want the uh, you certainly want the classy ones going around. And obviously, she was out to create a you know to do what not many fillies can or not many horses can do: win a slipper and then go on and win a, a classic race. So, yeah, it's a loss for her, but uh, I guess that um, makes it easier for some of the other big chances. Yeah, not only a loss for her, but a loss for me because uh, that has completely destroyed my page three story in Winning Post. And best bets, uh, it had actually at least, at least best bets had hit the streets in um, Sydney, but uh, or, or yeah, well in New South Wales. But um, uh, other than that, really, the whole point of the story uh, is destroyed, which was about uh, Fireburn uh, becoming perhaps uh, the first since Gary Portilli's other filly, she will reign to win a Group One at three uh, among Golden Slipper winners, and indeed. Uh, the first one to win a classic, a Group 1 classic since um, Miss Finland. Um, we will take you right through the black type at Eagle Farm on Saturday, and it kicks off in race one. It is the Ascot Green, the Phoenix. 1,500-metre listed set weights race for two-year-olds. Joel? Yeah, uh, you mentioned Miss Finland. She had uh, her daughter go around yesterday at Doombin, win very well, and was trying to sneak in to the JJ Atkins uh, Miracle of Love for the Arrowfield team. And I think the Arrowfield team can get another horse into the JJ Atkins next week with Influential uh, here, number four. He is a, a talented type. He just found the 1200 a shade sharp on debut and then stayed at that distance for the Ken Russell at the Sunshine Coast. He blew the start and that was game over. He tried to weave through and sort of get into the race. And I didn't think he was all that bad considering, it, you know, it was a race he couldn't win once he missed the start. He finished fifth. Uh, the 1500 definitely going to be up his alley. So he's on top. I, I, I found it hard to split him and number nine, Azula. Uh, listeners may remember I was tipping her last week in the size. She didn't get a run. Um, I'm not sure if odds are going to sort of allow us to back both, unfortunately. But I think one of the pair will win. She's a good filly, Azula. She's also trying to win her way into next week's JJ Atkins. Uh, in for third, I've got number three, Mojave Desert. Uh, was scratched as a warm favourite at Mornington on Wednesday. So, obviously, they're trying to uh, get him into the group one next week as well. He's finished runner-up both starts this prep. I thought it was a pretty good effort at Flemington last time out. And in for fourth, I've got number six, Zimo, uh, the written by Colt from the Nisham Yard. Also comes through that Ken Russell and was on the heels of Influential. Four on top from nine, three, and six. Across to race four, Ladbrokes Lightning Handicap, 1,000-metre listed quality. 
Now, I was with Spacewalk, but he's come out. So I've got number nine, Rubiquitous, on top from the Chris Anderson stable. Needs to step up to the plate a bit here, but he's built a pretty good record. Last time in, he was placed first up in the bribey behind Sneaky Five, and then took him a couple of runs to find winning form, and he found that at his last run before going for a break, and it was a pretty strong win over that talented Boom Nova. I'm just hoping he's taken the next step uh, through the break. He's got a good draw. He's got a very good fresh record, three from four. His first defeat was that third in the bribey last time in. So I'll lean his way uh, to beat number 13, which is Perseids, still in two races. Um, he's in the 1,200-metre race earlier in the day. But if he's in this, I think he's got a chance. He's sort of similar to Rubiquitous, has to step up to this sort of level, but has built a pretty good record so far, and the first up run was sound. In for third, uh, the class runner number one, Athelric. Has the 60 kilos, but that's not too too much of a worry over this distance. He's got the inside gate, so he's going to get every chance. And in for fourth, I've got number six, Better Get Set. Another resuming. Uh, this mare built a pretty good record last prep. She got a, a hat-trick under her belt, and I think that she can certainly go to this uh, next uh, level. Certainly, having won the list of just now against the mares, I think she can measure up against the boys this time in. Nine on top from 13, one and six. Race five at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Not a black type race, but worth half a million. It is the Magic Millions National Classic at Wait for Age for Phillies and Mares. Yeah, there's a few chances here. I know Foxy Fried is very warm in the market and will be hard to beat. I've got her in for second. but uh, Sorry, I've got her in for fourth. But there are a, a, quite a few chances here, I would have thought. I've gone for number 10, Princess Rainies. I'm just hoping... 1600 for the third successive run is just you know that that's the that's the knock on her because she's probably looking for 2000 but she's going really well the first up run was a an eye catcher from a mile away she flew home and then again in the pam o'neill hit the line hard behind frumos hopefully she doesn't get as far back she's drawn 10 in both those runs drawn three here so hopefully she can settle a bit closer and as i said just that little query i think there's a a feature race coming up over 2,000 in a couple of weeks. Might be more her go. But I'll, I'll lean her way here to beat number one, Kiku. Uh, the class runner uh, did win this last year, and she looks ready to peak again third up over the mile. Uh, in for third, I have number six, pretty amazing. Didn't have much luck in the Pam O'Neill. Was out the back on the turn and doing her best work late. And Foxy Friday, she's a mare in really good form. Has to come off a heavy track back to the dry. That's the a little bit of a query, but she does handle the dry tracks. And she's going really well this time in. Uh, Ten on top from one, six and two. First leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the New Turf Spear Chief Handicap uh, 1500 metre listed quality. Yeah, I'm with an old favourite here in Charm Me Baby. She was uh, good during this carnival last year. She finished runner-up to Vinco, who's a rival again on Saturday, in this race. And then she backed up and won the Wayne Wilson a week later, and I reckon she's just about ready to find form in the same races. Uh, did go up 50 to 1 already into around 20s, which is um, getting towards her, her right price. Uh, no luck at all last start in the BRC sprint. So forget that she was 12th of 16. It was a race that she couldn't win from the wide gate over the 13.50, but she looked to be smoking home in the straight and just nowhere to go. Um, so she should have got a lot closer. Craig Williams, he got aboard uh, this time last year and and got some success with her, and he's back on her again. So I reckon she's ready to find form, Charmy Baby. Just needs a little bit of luck from the gate, but she's a good each-way play. Uh, ahead of number three, military expert, ready to win. He's had the two runs back. He gets a dry track, which was he, which is what he needs. 
And he's got the uh, good barrier draw for James McDonald. In for third, number 10, Brigantine. Wasn't, um, you know, as easy as you would have liked in the Class 3 set weights race at Doombin last time out, where he was just thrown in at the weights and expected to win. But he scouted wide from the tricky gate and, and certainly didn't have any favours. And it was a good enough win. He drops five kilos and he's up to this level. And in for fourth, I've got number two, Vinko, last year's winner. Third up, uh, should be just about ready to peak again. Six on top, though, from three, ten and two. Race seven at Eagle Farm is the Star Morton Cup. 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties at Group 2 level worth 300,000. My fun fact, no filly or mare has won this since Verena Star in 2011, and that is going to continue because they are all male horses. What did you like here, Joel? I'm with Quantico. I was with him first up at Scone, and anyone else who was with him, it was a hard watch. He should have won. He just... No fault of Jason Collard. He drew the inside and just, um, you know, couldn't couldn't get around the horse's heels in time. And he dived late and just missed picking up a Thelric. Uh, second up, he'll strip fitter. I uh, think he's very hard to beat. Uh, I've got him on top of number one, Baller. Well placed under the set weights and penalties conditions here. With just the 57 and a half, uh, I think he's ready to find form. Uh, in for third, number 11, Clemenceau has not had much go right this prep, yet he's racing well, uh, was favourite against Think About It and the takeover target at Gosford and just got back into a tricky spot and uh, you know, probably wouldn't have won, but uh, would have gotten closer to that now group one winner. And in for fourth, number 10, far too easy. Uh, did overcome the wide gate with the 60 kilos first up. Couldn't do it next time when he rose in class, but he had a very tough run. He was beaten less than a length. So he's got a good draw now and does get a bit of weight relief. So he's certainly in the mix also. But I've got four Quantico on top from 1, 11 and 10. The big one is race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Channel 7, Queensland Oaks. 2,200 metres these days. Set weights for three-year-old fillies, of course. Group one, worth 700,000. Fun facts, five of the fast, uh, five of the past seven Winners have started favourite, uh, which was, of course, Fireburn, no longer. Maybe Renaissance Woman now. Uh, six of the past seven winners have jumped from gate nine or wider, which is not Renaissance Woman. She's gate six. One of the other fancies, a fair swivre, is barrier 13. So that fits there. And uh, both those fillies fit my last fun fact, which is that Saddlecloths 1 to 4 have provided eight of the past nine winners. What do you like, Joel? Well, I like your stat about the wide barriers having a good record because I've got a couple of very wide barriers in my Cornella here. I've sort of been singing the praises of Chevelle Dior for a while and thinking that she was going to be a real live hope here and then come up with barrier 20 on paper, which doesn't look good. Obviously, she'll come in a few. Uh, but I think she's very smart. Tony Pike knows what it takes with these uh, Kiwis crossing the Tasman. Uh, she has been well she was unlucky not to win earlier in her career it took six starts but that was in the group three and it was a strong win uh, she has always showed plenty of talent she's the half to the group one winner the bostonian and very closely related to kovalika the derby winner so she's got a good pedigree she's going to need luck but i'll put her on top and the other key we got no favors at all sakura girl she's drawn out there as well as she goes forward and she's got some gate speed to offset that she just over raced a bit in the roses that was her first run in a month I reckon that would have topped her off nicely. Uh, they're both double figures, so yeah, I'll be having something on both of them, just hoping one of them can get some luck from the gate. Uh, two, Affair Asuivra is going great guns. Obviously, a last start group one winner of the Australian Oaks. 
and three Renaissance women. If Fireburn had her measure in the Roses, but she's not here now, so she's probably the logical favourite, and she's drawn quite well. Won't have any problems with the rising distance. 14, 7, 2 and 3. Finally at Eagle Farm on Saturday, race 9 is the Nova 106.9 Queensland Day Stakes 1,200 metre lifted race for three-year-olds at set weights. Yeah, big field. We've got a few scratchings already, but uh, I'm very confident. Number 18, written in code. I think she's a very good filly. Outstanding finish to win on debut at Newcastle. Stre- uh, stepped straight up to stakes grade in the Denise's Joy and was excellent. They broke the track record there. A red card won the race. She's here and has to be a clear danger again. But I thought the step up to 1,200 would really suit written in code. Uh, she just sort of sat a bit wide and then um, didn't quicken at the top of the straight, but her last 100 metres was excellent. I think she'd be very hard to beat. 17, Bazique. Uh, I liked her second up, and she loomed on the turn like she was going to get some of the cash. Unfortunately, she found three better than her and lobbed into fourth. She was a month between runs, so she might just have peaked on her run. Uh, she should be fitter for this, and she's a good price again, so I can save on her. Uh, 14, Ganati. Now, this was a horror watch. I was with her first up in the bright shadow and just never got out, almost put over the rail and finished ninth of 13. That was from gate two. Uh, she's not going to be held up Saturday because she's come up with gate 19, but she's a very good filly. She's had her issues at the gates, but um, yeah, she uh, looks to have sorted that bit of her game out. And if she gets a bit of luck, she can feature. And as I said, you've got to include red card. She uh, was a good second at Hawkesbury and then, Ran them ragged at Scone. 18 on top from 17, 14 and 12. And your specials, have we covered those? We have. Uh, last of the day, number 18 is the best written in code. So that's race nine. And my value will make it charming baby race six, number six. All righty. Rose Hill, the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. And there is a listed race. It is race six, the Bowerman's Winter Cup, 2,400-metre quality. Joel, and uh, as you'd expect for a uh, 2,400-metre handicap at this time of year, most of them bred in the Northern Hemisphere. Are you with one of those? I am, yeah. I fear I might be going off one run too early, but I saw enough in the first Australian start of the Mediterranean to say that he's going to... Win a few races for the new camp. Uh, he hadn't raced since October 2021. He was going around in some of the elite races as a three-year-old in the UK, second in the Great Voltager and third in the St. Ledger at Doncaster. Uh, so he hadn't raced for a long time and he blew the cobwebs off quite well, I thought, in the Lord Mayor's Cup. He went forward, set outside the speed, uh, was under pressure on the turn. I thought he stuck on quite well. He finished 10th, but he was only beaten three and a half lengths. Uh, the step up in distance is going to suit, and it's just whether or not he needs another run. Um, that's the query, but it'll be about $10, and I think he's a, a good each way bet in the race. I've got nine Alabia in for second. Should have won last start, was held up at a key stage. That was a benchmark 78, so this is a little bit tougher, but he does drop to 53. He's racing really consistently. Five Herman Hess. You can probably be, be forgiving for the run in the Rams, and he was beaten a long way, but prior to that, third in the Mornington Cup. And I think it's significant that they've dodged Flemington and come here because he's had three runs at Rose Hill for a win, a second and a third. And in for fourth, number seven, Shameless Miss. She's ticking over quite well. Uh, got to the Lord Mayor's Cup, finished midfield. And the step up to 2,400 is certainly what she wants. But I've got four on top from nine, five and seven.
And race six, number four, is your value bet for the day, the Mediterranean. Tell us about your best. Yeah, my best uh, needs a couple of scratchings, but it's race eight, number 18, Tony B. He's had the two runs back from a spell. Nice improvement last time out over the 1,500. He was well back there, good odds early, and started $7 and was in behind them and finished off really strongly into fourth. 52.5, lightweight, uh, inside draw, and... If he can sneak into the race, I think he'll be very hard to beat. A couple of others worth looking at at Rose Hill. Race four, number seven, Cloudland at each way odds. He's already shortened a little bit, um, but he was good off a freshen last time out, and I think he can measure up to this sort of class. And in the final event, number three, Sweet Ruby. Tricky race for the Mares. It's an open race, but I thought she mapped quite well in a race with not a lot of speed. If she can jump nicely, she can land in the box seat and get every chance. All righty, Flemington is the venue for Melbourne racing on Saturday. There's no black type, but uh, it's a big card. Uh, plenty of big fields with uh, a few heats of the various winter series going on. Um, and you and I have landed on the same best, and then we're up against each other with the value. So I'll uh, let you take it away on race six, number four, Grey River. Yeah, she was my best a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they had Flemington as the option, the 1400, but they stayed at home for the proud miss and it nearly worked. Um, she looked, well, she's, she probably never looked the winner. She was sort of off the bit and Craig Williams had to get into her and then she just wore down the leaders and just as she on the line by snap. I just think the way she raced suggested she wanted 1400. As I said, she was sort of under pressure a bit on the turn, but just kept coming. Uh, barrier two, Blake Shin. 1400 and just brings a bit of class to this race. So I think she's been well found by a few people and, um, you know, probably ran about a right price, $3.40. I think she will be very hard to beat. And I've made my value Frankie Pino, race eight, a pretty competitive open handicap, but he's an honest horse. He's coming back from the Goodwood at group one level. He hasn't won this prep, but he ran second to Cardinal Gem over 1400, second in the one game and then beaten three and a half midfield in the Goodwood. This is more his level. He gets two kilos off, so he's pretty well in, 56. He maps well from a good draw, and doesn't really matter what the conditions throw up for him, but uh, he'll handle it, and he'll get the right run. So in an open race, I thought $9 each way was a, a nice each way bet. Uh, and I'm with you on Grey River. I was also keen a couple of weeks ago when I stayed home. Um in fact, I'm tipping quite a good day for the South Australians at Flemington on Saturday, and my value bet is race eight, number 12, Manhattan Times. Coming off a second up win, has won three from five second up, has actually only won once beyond the second race of a prep, so I suppose that's a slight query, and uh, stepping up to 1,400 is another one, but uh, just the way he races, uh, I reckon uh, is a good chance in what, as you uh, what you have correctly identified as an open sort of race at Flemington on Saturday. So that's race eight, number 12, Manhattan Times. The, uh, a, we're over to the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday. And uh, after very big numbers through the carnival and then at, at uh, Murray Bridge last week, they've uh, fallen away a bit. But there's a couple that you do like, Joel. Yeah, they're both in the quaddy legs. Not so much a best in a value, but probably just two best, really. Uh, race seven, number six, Midnight Mass. Uh, former Kiwi had his first start for the 
Aaron Bainyard at Morfordville a couple of weeks ago. He just couldn't ever fully build momentum. He travelled behind the leader for Damien Oliver and he it was just always sort of a horse laying on him. He just couldn't quite get full clear galloping room, but he did a good job to finish second behind Jacks on Ice. He drops a couple of kilos, gets a sweet run again from barrier two, and I think the step up to 1,400 is perfect. So I think he's around $5.50, probably get an each-way quote for him. And in the final event, race nine, at number six, Storm Hunter, resuming from a spell. Lightly raced four-year-old. He's built a good record to date. He's won a couple, been placed four times from his seven starts. Uh, he won at Strathelburn four starts back. And then his next three runs, he wasn't able to win, but he ran well on each occasion. I thought a recent trial was quite nice and just going to need a bit of luck from a tricky gate. But he's a horse on the up and most of these have met their level. Belmont, once again, the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. There was a bit of lightning around on Wednesday and as a result, they have added two 18-horse fields to this meeting, which uh, caused a bit of a flurry at the, uh, at the winning post towers, but we managed to get them in and there, thus there is an 11 race card the feature is race 10, which is a listed event, and that is the Raconteur Stakes over 1,400 metres for three-year-olds. And our Perth man, Greg Hooper, likes five rusty dreams to be two vast arts, three upper limits, and four Exel train. There seems to have been a little bit of uh, glitching with Hoops' tips this week, so I can't give you a best bet and a value bet. But what I can do, Joel, is throw to you for your preview of New Zealand racing on Saturday at Whanganui and Avondale. Yeah, Whanganui, we've got a couple of black type races, Castletown Stakes for the two-year-olds and uh, Wait for Age race. And a bit disappointing, they've only got the six runners uh, for that Wait for Age event. But my best and value come up on the support card. My best has come up around $12. I was surprised with that. I thought she'd be about half that. Race two, number 10, Bold Bell. Uh, she's lightly raced. She's built a good record to date. Uh, she finished fourth when resuming from a spell. Just sort of got caught in a bit of a speed battle early on the testing conditions and then just weakened back a little bit. But wasn't bad and she'll strip a lot fitter for that. I think she's capable of progressing further than benchmark 75 level. So I was surprised with the each way odds. So you can back her both ways. And the, my value bets race seven, number 12, subtle tees, uh, around nine or $10. A good winner, two starts back. Last time out, just had a bit too much company on the speed. It wasn't able to get to the right part of the track. Wasn't beaten far, uh, but she's got the four kilo claimer on board it's on Saturday, Tony Davies. And I think she can be, a, you know, a, a positive engagement because um, Subtle Tease has good gate speed. It can race on the speed, which always helps with the, the three and four kilo claimers. And the weight drop gets to 52 and a half. So it will carry less weight than she had when she won in this class two starts back. And at Avondale, my best is a first starter. Race four, number five, struck gold. Was impressive on a heavy track, winning a trial uh, two trials ago. That was late last year. Came back in March and had another hit out, just cruised around in behind the place getters, looked to be travelling very sweetly. Um, the market hasn't missed. I think it's gone up around $4.60 favourite. So expected to go well on debut. And my value bet is in the last. Race 10, number six, Kid Warrior. A handful of these competed in the final event at Pukekohe last week, chasing home Pacheco. And little between them, Kid Warrior finished a bit further back, but he couldn't get into the race. It was sort of a race that didn't change complexion much. They didn't go along at a, a hard tempo, and Pacheco was able to lead and win. And Kid Warrior, he's had wide gates, and he's just been getting too far back. But 
barrier five on Saturday. And I reckon if he can handle the quick backup, well, a few of them have to have to do it. I thought he could be the one with the most improvement out of that race last week. All righty. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Takes us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, good effort last week, Joel. Uh, it's normally when you try something that has more than one, uh, more than one uh, factor to it, uh, it ends in disaster. But it didn't because uh, Kovalika uh, won, and then it was uh, you had the running double uh, into two horses in the big sprint, and one of those, think about it, got the cash. So uh, that's a tidy profit. And uh, indeed, uh, since I got back from holidays, we have actually shown a profit each week uh, on the Lazy Lobsters. It's uh, just been a different person every week. Me, week one. Carl, week two. You, week three. Unfortunately, Carl has not seen my email, apparently. So uh, he has not fired me a Lazy Lobster. But uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do something slightly complicated this week, uh, much against character. And... Um, I was just very pleased. My roughie this week on page two, I was very pleased to hear you give uh, something of a push to in your Eagle Farm preview, and that's Perseids. Now, as you noted, uh, Perseids is still in two races there, race three and race four, as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon. I don't know why uh, it is allowed to still be in two races because it's got a start in race, so it's no longer an emergency in race four, so you'd think that they uh, should be making up their mind. Uh, but anyway, if Perseids is in race three, I'll have 20 a win. If in race four, I will have 10 each way. What will you be doing? Uh, well, it's a bit of a conundrum. I was going to let you have Grey River, but I'll have Grey River at uh, Flemington. Oh, you, um, sort of... oh, no, well, you weren't going to have Perseids, would you? Because you tipped it second. Grey River? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll take Grey River. I was sort of looking at Grey River and written in code. They're sort of the two I'm most keen on, but I reckon Grey River is probably a little bit more bomb-proof written in code. There's a few dangers in that last race, but uh, yeah, Grey River, uh, very hard to beat. So that's race six, number four at Flemington. All righty. Well, that uh, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post. If you haven't already, it is online as we speak to you in shops first thing Friday morning for all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uh, all your favourite features and plenty of good reading. Um, we will be back uh, next week, uh, hopefully with Carl to preview the uh, long weekend action uh, and, of course, the culmination of the Brisbane Carnival with the JJ Atkins and the Stradbroke. Uh, but meanwhile, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.